the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad, the big noise of it to you, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And Lundy, uh, I'm a bit disappointed, not only in my NBA picks, which have royally sucked, especially if you've been reading my prop of the day that I post on social media. I swear to God, that column is cursed. I have lost like six consecutive wagers featured in that space, and I do have another one on today's show uh, that is indeed featured in that space. So you might want to do the opposite that was going to be in a different sport. Uh, but, you know, I, I put the hex on Donovan Mitchell last night. And, um, you know, you saw the the end result. I mean, the Clippers won without Kawhi Leonard, which is absurd, on the road against Mitchell. He only had 21 points. Will shy of his 33.5 point prop. But I digress. Uh, curses, some people believe, are real. And Madden just came out. And the two cover athletes this season, a pair of MVPs, Patty Mahomes, and Tom Brady, and the reason why I'm disappointed and a little bit deflated is the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, the Lorax and his glorious beard with cicadas living inside of it, did not grace the cover in year 17, but we are blessed with a Ryan Fitzpatrick player prop that is available right now. Um, you got to you know kind of do a little searching around to find it at some of the sports books, and I've seen the line at 22 and a half passing touchdowns this season in his debut for the Fighting Footballs, which I believe is like the 9,000th franchise that he has played for in his NFL career, and you know I'm taking the over on that. Are you with me on Fitzmagic waving that wand and throwing at least 23 passing touchdowns in a 17-game season? Absolutely. And in addition to the cicadas, by the way, I'm relatively certain that he also has like an entire foot long sub um, <laughs> hidden in there. He's so like Captain Caveman, point, dude. Right. So that if at any point he gets hungry in the middle of the game, he's just like, hold on, I got to I got to have a taste of this cold cut combo here. Uh, <laughs> I No, I, I think he can do it. I think they've got some folks that can catch the ball. Look, uh, you know, you're off this week from the Sirius XM show uh, every weekday from uh, two to four Eastern time. Yep. Uh, and I've been filling in for you. Brandon and I talked about the fight in footballs actually on the program yesterday. And one of the things that I brought up was I like a lot of the weapons that are there. I want to see what Logan Thomas can do. I think you got to give Fitzpatrick something at that tight end position to be able to help him overall. You look at the different stops he's made. And as you said, it has been a frequent stop uh, filled uh, passport for him in his NFL career. But I think you've got to give him some kind of tight end help Um, as much as you can look at uh, scary Terry and the rest of that uh, receiving core. I think he can do it, but I do think that what happens at the tight end position is going to play into this as well. I think it's going to help him out a lot, especially down there in the red zone. Yeah. And Curtis Samuel as well, who's kind of a Jack of all trades. They want to get Antonio Gibson more involved in the past game. I'm with you on, Logan Thomas and Terry McLaurin is on the precipice of a monster season. But I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, it could be a career year at his advanced age just based on the setup alone. And he doesn't really have to look over his shoulder. It's uh, Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen who are his backups. And they are firm number twos and number threes on this team. So Lunny and I riding the over on the 22 and a half passing touchdowns for Ryan Fitzpatrick this season. Look, if you want to get in on any player props, uh, any team futures, awards, whatever is your pleasure, you need to do so right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook app. I love using DK Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. It has plenty of instructions for new bettors and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family also have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. 
So listen up to this amazing offer. Team Huevos, DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. Bet one buck, and if that team secures the W, you score $100 in site credits. So here's what you got to do. Very simple task. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN when you sign up to turn $1 to $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code FTN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Residents only, new customers only. Wager paid out inside credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With that, bartender. Pour me another edition on this hashtag tequila Thursday of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy. Uh, how did you do last night? I believe you had, did you have the Habs? No, I believe you had no, the Vegas no. Knights. That was a bit of a shocker special. Vegas losing all their home ice to Montreal. Oh, oh, oh. The Frenchies are off to the races in that series. Uh, what do you like on the ice tonight, my man? Yeah, I was really surprised to see them be able to take care of the the Golden Knights there at T-Mobile Arena. Really rabid crowd, as you saw. Anybody that watched the game, I mean, that crowd's just insane. Uh, and we're going to see another insane crowd tonight, and that is as the New York Islanders head back to Nassau Coliseum. I've mentioned it before. This is the final season for the NHL at Nassau. So as they go through these games, especially if we get later into this series, obviously the fans sit back and realize that it could at any point wind up being the last game in that arena. So uh, in addition to the fact that New Yorkers are nuts to begin with, you add in a little <laughs> hockey and some fun um and it's a it's a home ice advantage so as you've gone through the playoffs there's been a lot of times where the value on the road team is worth it look we saw it last night montreal i believe at puck drop was a plus 240 on the money line to win that game let alone to win it in regulation so um you look at what could be value with tampa on the road as these two teams are now tied 1-1 when they split uh down in florida but the Islanders are a little bit of an anomaly, I think, when you try to ignore home ice. 21-4-3 and three on the season at home. And so far here in the postseason, they are 4-2 and two at home, which includes two absolute drubbings against Boston. They beat them 4-1 and beat them 6-2 to two, uh, mm. at home. So there is a decided home advantage for uh, the Islanders. And so with them sitting as of tape time, this actually opened at plus 125. It's down to plus 118. So people are jumping jumping on this. Um, I think the Islanders can do it uh, at home on the money line. In game two, Tampa completely flipped the script. That top line, that unbelievable line they've got of Kucherov, Point, and Palat. Five points between the three of them in game two. But I think this road uh, challenge is going to be a little bit different. By the way, totally expect this series to be 2-2 by the time it goes back to Tampa. I just think tonight is the one that the Islanders get. Take them on the money line at plus odds. New York, New York, bet on them. Number four. All right, let's move on to a player that is doomed, uh, Lundy. Uh, Yesterday, I know if you remember, we were all about Jacob deGrom. Right. Uh, Going up against my Cubs, who are hapless on the road. He goes out, strikes out the first eight of nine batters in the game uh, and then gets the hook. Uh, Sayonara exit stage left as the injury and bit him. And he had some right shoulder stiffness. You want to talk about a bad beat 
Uh, that was certainly the case there for Jacob DeGrom in that matchup. So, unfortunately, that did not cash in. And then, and then the Cubs just had insult to injury. I had the under on two and a half runs, recall, yesterday. And the Cubs end up scoring two meaningless runs in the top half of the ninth. So, it swelled to the three, uh, hit the over. We missed on the under. So, that was a double swift kick. Uh, to the old bread basket. And this one is sure to be as well if you tail me here because I wrote about him on FTN Bets today and it is uh, definitely not going to pan out. So fade the noise in full effect. Kevin Gossman, a matinee game, uh, 240 Central Time start Lundy uh, of the San Francisco Giants taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks who have been Gardner Snakes this season. Very non-venomous uh, from across the board, but I'm taking the over right now. Hopefully I'm going to break King Tut's curse here on the six and a half strikeouts at a minus 120 juice. So Gossman has been one of the surprise sensations this season, much like San Francisco as a whole. He's been featured on this podcast repeatedly. He's been over this six and a half K line in six of his last seven turns. He had nine punch outs of this same Arizona team on May 25th in just five innings pitch. He's got an extraordinary 33.2 call plus swinging strike percentage. That's top five in all of Major League Baseball, a 5.39 K's to walk rate as well. That's the highest right now on pace for his career. And you look at Arizona last 30 days, the 11th highest strikeout percentage in Major League Baseball. So, again, the weather vane is only pointing in one direction. That is north. It, it, I've applied all the logic of the world to this, that the over is going to hit. But in reality, again, this curse is real. It's damning. And I am screwed. So, fade or follow Kevin Gossman over six and a half strikeouts against Arizona. Can you all imagine if Brad was like a car salesman? All right, so this one's really nice, but I got to be honest with you. Um, every car I sell sucks, and the tires it turns fall into a lemon. I apologize. Exactly. I'm just imagining if you were in a completely different profession, but had the exact same take uh, on your recommendations. Uh, that'd be pretty funny. I'm going to follow you on this one because look, we talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks, we talk about the snakes of the desert. Brad, these guys are gummy worms. Okay, I, I mean terrible, they are dude. awful uh, yeah. right now. Uh, what is it? They've lost twenty. 20 of 22 on the road or something like that. 13 I mean, it's of their just, last 14. They've only won one yeah, game this month. Yeah, it, it, they are absolutely awful. And look, at some point, all streaks, all ugliness like that comes to an end. You finally get some things that click. Um, but staying away from that side of it, I do think this is a strikeout total that he can hit, uh, especially going up against Arizona. So let's follow the rancid smell uh, of Arizona and find ourselves some props that we can take advantage of. And remember, as Brad said, this is an early one, so make sure you jump on it. Pinch your nose. Take the over on Gossman. Number three. All right, let's go to the NBA. And you know that uh, James Harden's been in treatment, and that's probably at the uh, local strip club, Lundy. Um, getting some sexual healing. Uh, can you do that? No boom boom in the champagne room, I guess. But look, James Harden, I, I'm going to take the over here on seven and a half dimes in this matchup tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks and a pivotal one in this series, which is just swung in the direction again of the Nets after that brilliant performance. I still believe that Kevin Durant's, uh, I, he just dropped another assist. Oh, he just grabbed another rebound. I think he just hit another three, Lundy, from the other night. The picture of efficiency in in that game, uh, taking on the burden and you know showcasing his historic skill set. Well, Harden uh, couldn't hit the broadside of a bar in that game. Is one of ten from the floor, uh, but he did dish out eight assists in that contest. And I'm going to ride the assist prop again because I don't think his legs are completely back. But he did play 45 minutes in that game, uh, and I'm going to take the over seven and a half. 
uh, dimes at minus 125 against Milwaukee. Again, he had the eight assists in the last game. And if you look, you know, in the previous series against the Boston Celtics, he had 53 dimes in five games. Uh, he is going to be a master facilitator tonight. And remember, also in the regular season, he had a 12 assist game and his only matchup over that regular season slate against this same Bucks team. Yeah, Milwaukee has given up just 0.59 points per possession in the last three, really tightening the screws defensively. But I think Harden is going to flirt with double-digit assists when push comes to shove tonight. So feed or follow James Harden, the beard. Fear the beard? Uh, or should you follow him over eight or seven and a half assists, excuse me, at minus 125? I am actually going to fade you on this, but it's only—it's not so much because I'm not. Yeah, I think he could get to this number. I just don't trust anything with Harden right now. I mean, we saw a wounded duck out there uh, in the last game. He was completely useless uh, to that team, and it's actually everybody wanted to be critical about what Milwaukee was doing uh, defensively against Kevin Durant. I was far more critical of what they were doing offensively uh, and not not right. trying to take advantage of uh, you know a, a guy that clearly. I mean, you, he would nowhere. Near Near 100%. I'm not even sure he was at 50. Um, And so as good as Harden is, yes, I think he could dish out some dimes. But, Brad, I'm going to stay away from this one. I'm going to fade you just because I'm staying away from anything involving Harden tonight because I just don't know what kind of performance at all we're going to get from this guy and whether or not Milwaukee will have learned their lesson from the last game on how to try to take advantage. And it could be that some of his minutes go down. If he becomes a defensive liability, not that he was exactly uh, a defensive uh, statue. before, uh, Stalwart before. Uh, but if he truly becomes a liability to them, I think his minutes could go down, and I think it could hurt this number. All, all, all Harden's got to do is just feed Durant. Just get Durant the ball, and you're going to get 10 assists in this game. I can practically guarantee, which means, again, you should probably fade me. Uh, stick around for my top plays in the NBA and Major League Baseball. Number two. All right, let's go ahead and get back to the NBA in this critical matchup between the Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm going to take the under on Chris Middleton, 24 and a half points at a minus 106 juice here, Lundy. Uh, he has gone over this in two of his last three games. But in this series, in total, he's gone 13 points, 17 points, 35 points, 19 points, 25 points. I think the pendulum is going to swing in the other direction. Uh, from two of these last three performances, yeah, Middleton's been jacking up a ton of shots. 21 field goals attempted per game in the series, but he's only shooting 38.4% for the floor and only 31% from distance. So he is a volume-based play uh, on the entirety of the year, including the regular season. He's only been over this number three times in seven contests against Brooklyn. And Brooklyn, much like Milwaukee, has really ratcheted up the defense, giving up just 0.986 points per possession in their last three. So Middleton, I think, is going to be right around that 18 to 22-point range, fall just short of what I feel is a swelled number at 24.5 points. So fade or follow that under 24.5 points for Chris Middleton. Yeah, I, I think this one's going to be close. I think we could be sweating this one late because he is a volume guy. Just keeps chucking it up. But the problem is he's not making them. He's not at least not making them at a percentage that you would want to see a guy that's going to take that many shots is going to do. Not in this series. So I think he's going to finish at about 21 or 22, which is why I say we may be sweating this one a little bit late. There could be that late basket uh, that gets you up and over that number. But at this point, based on the trend we've seen from him, even getting 25 in the last game, you know, as you said, he keeps having to pop shots to be able to get there. And I'm not sure that volume is going to continue 
continue at that level if his uh, production uh, and his output still stays in those low 30 percent in terms of makes. So I'll take the under in this one. But, man, I think it's we're going to be close. I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I expect Chris to cool off. Number one. All right, let's go to Major League Baseball. Uh, our top two plays yesterday we split. Uh, again, the Cubs I lost on in the under two and a half run. Seth Curry actually went over the 19 and a half PRA just on points alone, and he did so with ease. Uh, but the Major League Baseball top play today, I, I feel very confident about this one. Herman Marquez. Yes, confidence uh, surrounding Iraqi. Uh, that is indeed the case. And I'm going to take the over five and a half strikeouts at home. Yes, at Coors Field and a sizzling, scorching, sweaty Coors Field because uh, that's what it's been here the last few days in Denver, Colorado. Uh, against visiting Milwaukee, uh, get over on that 5.5K as a minus 115 juice. Look, Marquez has been over this in six of his last seven turns of the rotation, Lundy. I know his command has been off this season. Uh, we have seen his walks per nine spike to 4.24, but the swing and strike rate still very strong. The highest right now on pace for his career at 12.8%. Sure, the home ERA is 4.94, uh, and that's hideous, but Milwaukee has the third highest strikeout rate at 26.7% over this entire baseball season and the second highest strikeout rate of any team in Major League Baseball over the last 30 days. So Marquez, again, a guy that typically gets uh, six to eight Ks. I think that's going to be the range that he falls in today if he can survive some of those early innings in the heat of Denver, Colorado against Milwaukee. So fade or follow, Marquez over five and a half strikeouts. Well, I'll tell you what, Brad, this comes down to how long he's out on the mound. And I know that seems somewhat obvious when we're talking about pitching strikeouts, but let me tell you this. When he has gone at least six innings, he hit this number in every game except for his second start of the year. That's the magic number for him. If he goes six innings, he hits this number. It's just it's it's practically automatic for him. And I think some of it comes from the fact wouldn't surprise me at all for him to have four K's through, say, the first three innings. Um, and then you start to get into, OK, now we got to worry about some walks. we got to worry about some things like that. And you got to figure time out through the lineup. Yep. Yep. Then you got to worry about how quickly manager Bud Black decides to pull him. But if he goes six innings, like I said, I know that seems logical because it's kind of like counting NBA minutes. But if he's out there for six innings, all but one start that he had where he went at least six, he's hit this number. So I like this a lot. I'm going to follow going over on this. I think he gets six, maybe seven Ks in this one. We just got to hope that the heat, the walks, and the uh, Brewers bats don't get to him early, and he's got the opportunity. Stay hydrated, Herman Marquez. Yeah, uh, really? It, again, you could still use a spider tack. Uh, got a couple of days left uh, to try to you know, get that grip, get that twist on the ball that you're looking for. All right, before we call this a show, Lundy, let's get some bonus time for our audience in there. What you got for me? All right. Well, tell you what, let's go. Uh, let's go back to a similar well that we did on yesterday's pod. Remember, we crossed the streams uh, yesterday. We had an NBA player prop combined with an NHL player prop, uh, and that hit for us last night. Uh, so let's try it again. I'm going back to my boy Alex Kalorn. You know how much I like him uh, to get a point in the game tonight uh, for Tampa. He had had five straight games with at least a point, and that streak came to an end in game two. So I think he gets back on that streak tonight, gets himself at least an assist in this one. And then let's combine that, Brad, with Drew Holiday over one and a half threes. 
uh, in the game. If we put those two together, because they're both juiced, uh, they're both juiced up. But if we put them together as a cross sport parlay, plus one eighty nine. So I like that. And if if you're on board with me with the Islanders to be able to win tonight at Nassau Coliseum, DraftKings has an odds boost for you that if the Islanders score first and win, plus 315. Oh, man, I love those odds boosts. Uh, they have uh, been kind of unkind to me, uh, though, of late, to be oh, honest. By the way, I want to throw one more. I want to throw one more yeah, out there real it. quick. Um, you can still get the Islanders and the Lightning to go seven games. So the, the series odds is, you know, over six and a half games. You can still get that at a plus 175. And I re, I, I was on this earlier. I think this series is going to go seven games. And so those odds have come down a bit since they were pre uh, at the beginning of the uh, of the series. But you can still get plus odds on this thing to go seven games. So look for that one as well. All right. Uh, screw the NBA. Uh, I've got my two picks in. No bonus time in that sport tonight. <laughs> I, I got to take a break, man. It's been brutal to me in my bankroll. So I got a pair of Major League Baseball. Bonus time actions here. Uh, let's go first with Jose Urquidy over five and a half strikeouts against the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox are uh, number 21 in terms of K percentage, highest K percentage in Major League Baseball the last 30 days. But Urquidy's been over this in two of his last three starts, uh, getting an attractive 28.1 call plus swinging strike rate on the season. So I think Urquidy's going to hit six. K's at home against the Southsiders. And then give me the Bravos, the Atlanta Braves on the run line, minus one and a half, because they got to win by two runs or more at plus 110. Charlie Morton uh, going up against John Gant of the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals have struggled offensively away from Bush Stadium with a 680 OPS and just a 666, ooh, devilish uh, OPS against right-handed pitching on the season. Uh, Gant this season, Lundy, uh, he's doing something you don't want. You know, you kind of like two for one if it's like, I don't know, two for one Whoppers or something at Burger King. But uh, when it comes to a parallel, an identical uh, K per nine to your walks per nine, which is both 6.71 for Gant, uh, that is puke inducing. So stay far away from him. He's given a 12 earned in his last five and two thirds innings pitch. I think the Braves put up big numbers against him and win by two or more going away. And that is a wrap on this hashtag Tequila Thursday edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and or review. Would you kindly? And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.